Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season. It's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Sense Arena provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So for our listeners, NHL Sense Arena is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan all you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code hockey never stops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. Hello, hockey families and friends around the world. Welcome to episode number six of Our Kids Play Hockey. I am Lee Elias, and as always, I am joined by Christy Casciano-Burns and Mike Benelli <laughs> as we bring you nothing but the best tips and tricks and information for hockey families, parents, coaches, friends, players, wherever you fit within that realm. We are here for you, and today we have a very, really uh, exciting topic, something that will make you think of normal times uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic right now, but the point is this is going to be information that will bring you back to the holiday spirit. It will tell some stories from the holiday time period and hopefully live on forever in the podcast lexicon as the holiday tips hotline, if you will, of this podcast. So today, again, I said it, we're talking about holiday hockey tips and trips, tricks, excuse me. Uh, we're approaching Thanksgiving, we're approaching uh, Hanukkah, Christmas, the New Year's, which means tournaments are typically abundant at this time. People are traveling, whether they play hockey or not. And today we're going to talk about some of the things that you can do to maybe maximize this time with your family as a, as a, as a parent, as a team, however you want to look at it. So uh, the number one thing I'm going to jump into, and I'm going to go right to Christy for this one, is about taking advantage of the time, right? You don't want to wing these trips. They are memories that last a lifetime. Christy, you are the hockey mom here amongst <laughs> many other things. Tell me a little bit about taking advantage of the time. Plan, 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 plan. All right. First of all, I got to tell you, this is one of the reasons why we get the reputation of being crazy hockey parents, because the day after Thanksgiving, where everybody is still stuffed from the turkey, ready to veg out, hit the malls, we're hitting the road. Right. It's a holiday road trip for all the hockey parents the day after Thanksgiving. And why? You can get a lot of hockey in during the holidays. It's usually four days where right. you can play tournaments and, you know, and get a ton of hockey in. That's why we do it. And it's fun. It can be stressful, so you do have to plan. So, and uh, what's the phrase that I use from Ben Franklin? Oh, yes. Uh, failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. Right. And you don't want to fail here, so think ahead. Um, I always like to have somebody coordinate the out-of-town exploration trips. Assign somebody on the team to say, hey, Find out if there are any organizations, any places we can go that'll give hockey teams discounts if we go in a big group, a uh, laser tag or, you know, a hike or, you know, a trip to museum. A lot of times these places, especially this time of year, are hungry for big groups and they're going to give you a discount. So look for those opportunities to go places with your kids and do something extra fun as a group. Also, assign somebody to look out for places to have team dinners. Um, a lot of restaurants will also give you discounts. So that's something that you can do as a team as well. Um, get that car ready. Make sure that you have everything you need. Check, check, double check. Check that because you don't want to be out of town and all of a sudden you don't have escape because somebody forgot right. to escape. Has that ever happened to anyone? 
It hasn't happened to me. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, this is going to be an interesting episode overall because now I'm in a weird position here where I'm a parent, but we haven't, I, my kids are young enough. I still haven't done a ton of these holiday tournaments yet. I'm sure the parents at home are going, to go, oh, just you wait. I, I can already hear you saying <laughs> that. Uh, I have experienced them as a player and as a coach, uh, you know, the level I was coaching, you know, it was just regular season stuff at that time. So I'm actually going to lean on the both of you in this episode because I feel like I'm the listener this time around. I'm like, I'm taking all these tips in. So Mike, again, you're no stranger to these trips as well. Um, uh, you've talked to me about the exhaustion and the excitement of them, uh, but everything from short little in-town trips to cross-country trips. What are your feelings on the holiday hockey and, and getting out and doing everything as a team? Yeah. So full disclosure, I am anti-tournament guy thanks everybody but, for listening to but, our kids play hockey. But, I, but i'm not but i'm not anti-team uh team trips and, and team opportunities sure. i think it's but to chrissy's point a tournament can make or break an early part of your season a christmas tournament a thanksgiving tournament make sure you do your research make sure you put your kids in the right environment You're trying to play up or play down you know nobody wants to go and play. I'm uh, we're in New York. I don't want to go to upstate. I don't want to go to Buffalo right. from New York City and play four teams that I could have played in my hometown. You know, make sure you know who <laughs> the teams are. Uh, make sure you know where you're going. And then you know, again, the, the challenge is great. But I think the the tournament philosophy and the and the thing I get from parents and and other coaches. Well, it builds it builds team unity. It builds you know the opportunity for parents to get to know each other. Well, there's a lot of things we can do um, other than a tournament. Team weekends away coordinating opportunity with kids thanksgiving christmas christy talked about it. these are perfect times to have this block of time right. for you to experience these things so don't don't pigeonhole yourself into thinking you need to go to a a tournament think about building tournament type environments for your teams right. that's a great way of putting um, it mike that's a really good way of but they're it. but they're great opportunities uh you know we missed the opportunity to go to a tournament because of circumstances and we just found a way to find five slots on a weekend and we played five games against five teams. At the end of the day, nobody was disappointed. Everyone was happy. The kids all got to meet each other and know each other. And the parents got to hang out together still in the same environment uh, that right. you would if you got on a plane and, and had to go somewhere. You know, b before we jump even further into the topic, I do want to comment on something you just said, actually, both of you. And uh, this goes to, Christy, what you said about, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. Um, you know, as a team builder, which is what I do, I can tell you that when I work with a team, I typically want the team to go away on a trip early in the season. But Mike, to your point, it doesn't have to be uh, 6,000 miles away or in another country um, all the time. You know, it, it's the key is getting the team together and planning that trip. And this is, Christy, what you said. If you're going to do some sort of bonding experience, if you plan it right, you can do that. And it is incredibly important, but logistics matter right? Like I wouldn't want to drive 17 hours to play teams. I already play. Like, like I'm with you on that hundred percent, but let's just say you are driving 17 hours or you're going to Lake Placid <laughs> or, you know, where, where everybody goes, right? There's always a centralized location where people like to travel to. Um, typically there is a on the road aspect to those trips, right? I kind of want to sing holiday road, but I'll spare you guys my musical, uh, acumen here. Oh, come on. Holiday road. <laughs> I can do it. I'm not going to do there it. You go. I'm, I'm, I'm I love it. Look, I made Mike blush. He's That's my job. That. For those of you watching the episode, Mike's I'm blushing. Not sing, I'm not singing. <laughs> He's not singing. No, you got that. Just dance. You're a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. No. Um, so let's just talk about being on the road because uh, yes. now I remember traveling uh, as a as a young player with my parents. Um, when I was younger, you know, we went to like Placid. That took that took hours to get up there. I also remember having a tournament in my high school years where I was visiting colleges in between games. Like we, we really did a lot on those trips, but uh, Christy, I'm going to turn back to you real quick. Okay. What, what are the, the, you're speaking to me now and all these rookie hockey parents, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. We're going to go on a six hour drive, right? What are the mm -hmm. tips I need to know on the road uh, to make that the most fun it can possibly be? Meal plan is really important because you don't want your kids eating a lot of junk food on the road right. and um, making the fast food pit stop. Try and avoid that. So I'll cook ahead of time and I'll get some great, you know, stuff that you can just, you know, grab out of the cooler that they can munch on fresh fruit, Apple try and keep it healthy. Right. Because when they get to the tournament, you know, it's a long, long drive. And so you got to think about that too, all those hours in the car together right that um you know if you're eating a lot of junky food you're going to be kind of ornery so i try and keep <laughs> it healthy and nutritious for the kids so they feel better when we get to the hotel 
Right. Um, so meal, meal prep is great. Uh, if you are really in a bind and you can't make that road trip, but you want your kid to go, seek out a parent who can take your kid. I've done that many times where parents' work schedules make it impossible for them to get to the tournament on time, but will meet us like midway. Right. Um, like maybe they can make it Saturday, but they can't make it Friday. So I'll take the kid. Um, so, you know, offer those opportunities for parents so everybody has a chance to get to the turnaround time because that's really important. You want all the kids there on time for that first game. Um, also, you know, map out how to get there. And I love the app Waze, and I'm going to tell you why. We had a tournament in Albany, and there was a store that I was not aware of. And some of the roads were blocked off and um, impassable. This app took me around. It had known about somehow it gets the weather reports, whatever, and imports all that information. And I avoided all the road closures and the flooded out roads. And I got there maybe, I didn't know why. It was, why are we going this way? This isn't the right way. But I trusted it. We were there about 20 minutes late. Other parents didn't get there for two hours. So, yeah. So make sure you check weather reports, check road conditions, leave on time, make sure you have everything you need. I invested in uh, a road service as well, just because, you know, if your car breaks down. That's a great point. These are all things you have to think about. Yeah. Especially if you're on the road a lot and you never know what my serpentine belt blue one time and i thank goodness i had my triple a service but right. you can have any whatever you care and well, especially i if you're taking still trips, like you said if, yeah, if you're a hockey yes. parent you should have one of those services you know a few Definitely. things to comment just on what you said before before you keep going is uh, one is i can confirm as a coach that uh eating right is extremely important to performance so if you're one of those parents that wants your kid to perform getting the right food is really important she's 100 percent right on that one uh, and it's noticeable too uh, yeah. The other thing too is, yeah, it's, modern technology is amazing. I remember when I was a kid, um, and this we're talking like the, the mid-90s uh, through the turn of the century. My dad, I remember this. We had these trips on the weekends. He'd call me upstairs. He'd have a map out. He'd have a highlighter out. We'd map the yeah. trip, <laughs> right? Um, very strict leaving time. This is the, the way it was. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember it's going to be funny to have to tell my son, you know, my son's got a, got a Nintendo he can bring in the car. They can watch TV on their tablets. Oh. He's going to ask me, what did you do? We just sat there. Or we read a book. That's it. That's all you could do. Did back you play road games? Yeah, yeah. Like it's, license well, plates? Yeah, it's wild. Like that. To, Come on, there's 10-year-old. I spy? Be, <laughs> I, we still play I Spy with my kids. But yeah, it, was a, it was a different experience just to say yeah. the least back then. Um, yeah, no, Christy, I think you're 100% right, especially about the – I think the AAA thing is actually a really great um, – thing to say i didn't even think about that you know what i mean like like that's something you should absolutely have if you're a oh it's happened flat tires right. you know car breaks down run, the technology you know, right all kinds yeah ways is a is a user peer sharing uh, app where you know the, the people on the road share that and you know google maps is getting better all the time apple maps is eh. but you know you know there, there's there's options for you that you, you could legit get in yeah. your car with no no directions and probably make right. it right you know it's like, yes and i uh, and i right i love when they say police reported that right, right. slow down <laughs> he's he's right. up by on the gas the police love that there, by the way they love it yeah there there have been a few <laughs> hockey parents who've been ticketed i won't name mention any names but yeah and yeah. i passed them by like oh okay <laughs> i'll tell you another you're gonna be late story. call the coach <laughs> when uh when i was living in the united kingdom so their their traffic nobody speeds there nobody because there's wow. traffic cameras everywhere uh and if you speed you just will get caught so it's a it's it's somewhat of an enjoyable somewhat of an enjoyable experience driving <laughs> in the uk it depends on the time of the day and the traffic uh, but uh, I, different, different, different strokes for different folks, I guess, on that one. But Mike, Mike, tell me, you have to have a, a, a crazy story or something like that from your time <laughs> on the road. No, I, well, I think I think one of the one of the uh, I used to love about my parents. My father and mother used to come to a lot of my college hockey games, and I, I try to use this experience with my kids, talking about what you're saying with your guys, you know, playing Nintendo Switch, or you know, they don't even know, they don't even look out the window, they don't, they wouldn't know right. what state they were in or what town they were in. You know, yeah. have we even left yet? And uh, look, you know, son, they're to, south of the border. That's how you know you're in the south. Yeah, I don't care, Dad. My, my mother used to love that. the three-hour trips to New Hampshire, and, and she'd be like, "Wow, we got there fast." He goes, "Yeah, well, you just slept for three right. hours." <laughs> you know, I drove the whole way. So I think that's you know. So to me, you know, I, I 
it's really hard because I think, you know, me, you know, we come from a generation of not having all this access in the car. Right. Uh, but I love to try to engage my kids and, and, and take the phone away. And, you know, and this is, you know, talking about travel hockey players just going to practice and taking a long time to get to local practices. Right. This is a really good opportunity to connect with your kids or multiple kids in the car, you know, having, making sure you're obviously, uh, have bathroom breaks. You'd always have the kid that's like, right. uh, okay, we got to stop. Okay, we've been <laughs> 45 minutes in here. You know, so I think it's just a matter of, you know, knowing your route, knowing your time, giving yourself time not to be stressed out getting to the, the tournament or the rink. And, and I think that, you know, that point of checking equipment and rechecking it and then rechecking it again, right. making right. sure you have home and away jerseys and you have maybe, you know, maybe you have to have three sticks uh, for that weekend because some of these rinks and tournaments you yeah. go to, the pro shop's not there. It's not open. Right. There's nothing local. You can't order from Amazon and get it the next day. It just doesn't exist. So, you know, <laughs> preparing uh, so you don't fail is a, is a huge theme in any time you go away. I right. Saying, I always loved when the coach brought extra gear because there was always somebody who lost the net guard or couldn't find the other hockey glove, and he always had extra. Yeah. And when you're so far away from home, and you're right, a lot of times the pro shops aren't open, and, you know, the game's in – an hour and you don't have time to run to the local pro shop that it's great if parents have extra gear i always try to bring a little like an extra whatever uh socks you know uh just because you're oops one parent's always going to be in that bind one kid's going right. to forget something i, mean, I was just, just going to say I, we all know someone or have been that someone <laughs> that showed up and suddenly have to buy a new pair of gloves yeah. god forbid skates uh i remember one time a friend of mine forgot his skates and how'd you forget your skates it's the most important how'd you forget that it's just you know uh again we're starting my boy my boy and my daughter young of uh, even at the rink when we're getting undressed it's no your gear goes in the bag don't don't mess the and i make him do it right till he gets it right because from my point of view we're setting those foundations now i also fully admit that when he becomes a teenager that that's probably all going to go down the drain but <laughs> no, no, know, no 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 like, not necessarily so christy brought up a great point about that right that's where that routine earlier in episodes and, and mm-hmm. things we've talked about before about air drying your equipment out. Right. I mean, that's where the kids are putting their equipment in their bag saying, okay, I put my supporter on. I put my breezers in the bag. I put my shin guards in. I put, you know, everything's and another thing I would add to that is right now, because of the technology we have with skates, there's no reason for any player at a travel level. If you're going in a tournament, not to have two sets of hockey blades for your skates, right? That's um, they're quick change. They pop out, they pop in, they could both be sharpened for the trip. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating than seeing a kid on a, on a Saturday morning have no edge and no way to fix it. Right. And they go through the whole weekend and, and it could be a disaster for that kid. Yeah. So just, you know, you, those are little things you can do as a hockey parent mm-hmm. to prepare your child for a, a weekend away tournament for sure. Right. Also, when we talk about hotels, try and find a hockey friendly hotel and right. they are out there. <laughs> trust me. It's changed. I remember the first year my son was playing, we went to a hotel and they did not like hockey families at all. They reluctantly yeah. accepted our team. They gave us a long list of rules and we had a sign on the bottom of it promising, you know, no, no, no fun. Sticks in no hotel. fun. <laughs> you know, no running in the hallways. Parents will not be drinking. And at the bottom, if you violate any of these, we will get your first born, you know? I would have left. <laughs> yeah, right. I would have left. But, yeah. Well, it, it, you know, here's the problem. <laughs> when you're, you're stuck, well, all the rooms are, you didn't book early. And right. you're, you're kind of stuck with that hotel, so you, you just take what's acceptable. That's but funny. then, now last, last year, I remember going to a hotel. It was amazing. Walked in, and they, had a wel- they rolled out the welcome mat for us. They had hors d'oeuvres they had uh refreshments they had a knee hockey room like a real room that was unbelievable that our kids could play knee hockey in. it was crazy they loved us they couldn't do it and and (laughs) it was so refreshing was so refreshing so those hotels are you need to make a new app, Hockey Hotels or HockeyHotels.com. Yeah. You'll have a whole ranking yeah. system and everything. Boy, it really takes the stress away from you when you feel welcome. You're walking there. Like, <laughs> yeah, we, it's okay to bring the hockey bag oh, in. Totally. <laughs> if, I, if I was a hotel hey, we buyer. We've got a room 
for him. If I was yeah. a hotel by a tournament venue, I would have a rink room that you can play knee hockey. And this is actually a perfect transition. Yeah. Right, so I'm going to use it. So as our podcast continues to travel down the holiday hockey road, now we've arrived at our destination. The road trip is over. As Christy said, we're at the hotels. We're ready for the tournament to begin. And there's a lot of things that you need to think about when you're actually at the event. So this is from when you arrive at the hotel, which you so elegantly put that um, if there's any hotel managers listening, it is a big deal <laughs> when you welcome your guests. Surprise, it's called mm. customer service. Um, but Christy, let's start with you here. Just from arriving mm -hmm. to the games to in between, you mm -hmm. talked about knee hockey, uh, getting together, finding the deals and discounts, exploring uh, meals. Talk, talk to me about all of that right now. Right, and when you get to the hotel and you've got your schedule, Make sure you know how long it's going to take for you to get from the hotel to the rink and know the route. Because you don't want to wait for the morning if you have a 7.20 a.m. game. <laughs> you got to be there an hour ahead of time. Figure out what time you need to leave in order right. to get there an hour ahead. you got to do the hockey math. <laughs> so it's like, okay, <laughs> the game starts at 7.20. I leave at 6.20. It takes 30 minutes to get there from the hotel and in traffic. Get it all figured out because you don't want to be stressed when you wake up in the morning because you got to get your kid fed too. Right. Um, a lot of times hotels will offer breakfast early in the morning and ask them. A lot of times, this was great, they'll bag it up for you. So you, if you're in a real hurry and the kid doesn't want to sit down with everybody and eat breakfast with a team and they just want to go to the rink, get it to go. Uh, hotels are great about that. So get yeah. a little breakfast to go. They can eat it in the car. It's a 20-minute drive to the rink. You're all set by the time they get there. But it's really important. Uh, sometimes if I'm not sure where the rink is, I'll ask parents who do know where the rink is, can I follow you? And so we get a little caravan going, which is great. They don't do even have to team, think about it. Right? Do it as a team. Or the day before, drive yourself and figure out how long it takes you. You know, time it out and kind of look at the traffic scene. Is it going to be, you know, hectic at this hour of the morning? Yeah, bring the these back too. roads. I said, bring yeah. the kids. Let them get the lay of the land. I, my dad and yeah. I used to do that. We used to go to the rink so I could check it out and really see kind of like, hey, yeah. here's where you're going to be playing. Here's the, t you know, and uh, as a player, I appreciated that. I didn't realize it when I was a player now that I'm older because I got, you know, I was comfortable when I walked in the next day. It can be, it can, can be intimidating or unsettling for some players. Yeah. When you walk in, you don't know, you don't know the rink you're playing in. Right. And of course, what our kids would do too is they would go to the rink if a team that they were going to play the next right. day was well, playing. Scouting them out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd get some intel. Yeah. It's the most important thing in the world when you're in a tournament. You know, um, I'll tell you guys both too what, what I remember. Um, and again, I, I really appreciate actually you both doing this because I feel like I'm learning a lot today. Um, these are the things that I remember. I don't even remember the game so much. Uh, I do remember playing at Lake Placid, and I actually scored a, the, almost the exact same goal Mike Irizioni scored, which, which I remember that, which was kind of weird thinking back to it. But I remember the knee hockey games in the hallway. Uh, I do remember, and again, this is back when I played, uh, you couldn't, you, there was not really a lot of portable gaming, like video games, but we did, always, one kid always would bring his Nintendo or his Sega Genesis or something, and we would play that. I'm, I'm not against video games if, if the team yeah. is doing it together. I have no problem with that, right? Uh, but those are the, those bonding moments. And then what I also remember now, what I'm kind of looking forward to is the parents would do this too, right? Uh, whether, you know, they would all meet up in a restaurant uh, or get together. Uh, that must have been an incredible bonding experience for the parents as well. Am I, am I wrong in thinking that? Oh, that's so fun. Those are some of the most memorable moments for me is just, just hanging out with the parents. Um, you know, we'll go to the local uh, restaurant and just hang out at the bar and kind of get to know each other better and just have fun and just cut loose and you know share stories about our kids and right. you know what they're going through it's really it's great a lot of times too we would um reserve a room uh so the kids could have their knee hockey games or have a team dinner there right um so reserve that ahead of time it takes a little bit of planning but hotels are usually pretty good about that and they want you to to stay and hang out and you know, be Hopefully. kind of away from the rest of the guests. So you just stick them in this room. You don't have to worry about them. Hopefully they understand and want that. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on where you go. Uh, Mike, turn it to you again. Uh, Christy, that's a great look at it from a parent. I mean, Mike, tell me a little bit more about a coach. Because if you're a coach, you have a lot of responsibilities on top of all this, like trying to win, hopefully, or at least, at least making it a uh, conducive experience for your hockey team. What's that side of it feel like? Yeah, well, Christy mentioned it. I mean, delegating 
uh, a lot of the duties that go into a travel tournament are huge. I mean, especially, you know, picking out the bar, it's a great time, to, great time to work the coach over, you know, after the first game that you need more ice time. There's always a, there's always a lot of negotiating. That 24 hour rule goes right out the window. <clears throat> yeah. Right? It, it's gone. It's gone. It's like, it's like coach, you know, I never do this, but I got to tell you, you know, right. and, you know, you never hear the good stuff usually, but, but sometimes, but, but it's a, it's a good time for you to meet the parents too and find out even what they do and, yeah. and what they do for a living and how, how are they out here at this tournament? Like, how right. do you get off work for five days? Right. You know, and, you know, have those conversations, but you know, for me as a coach de dedicate, uh, you know, delegating all that stuff to get uh, a lot of the noise out. You know, maybe somebody does go to the rink, give the lay to land. I know we've had parents that have had uh, gift bags made for all the kids. So when they check in, they have a couple of bottles of water, maybe a couple of uh, energy bars and, and even like a little itinerary for the weekend. Now it's a little easier. The kids are text messaging back and forth and have that text message list. But, you know, just that little card in there, it says, okay, here's our schedule for the weekend. Uh, we're doing a team dinner, a team breakfast, team lunch. Uh, you always want to make sure you coordinate a team pitcher, uh, not in right. the rink. You know, if you're in a tournament, you're Lake Placid or you're down in Valley Forge or, you know, you're in a place that's a really exciting place for your kids to be. Don't discount the fact that organizing that team pitcher ahead of time because you want the kids in front of, you know, the 80 Olympic rink or right. at the Oval or, you know, using, using Lake Placid as an example. Uh, I, I love the fact that, you know, we've had parents in the past that cater to those families that have little kids that come to games too, that don't want to go to the 7 a.m. start and making sure maybe live barn is up in the, you know, one of the conference rooms so that, you know, moms or dads that have little children can still watch the game and not feel like they have to go to a rink at seven o'clock in the morning Great suggestion. Uh, on a tournament weekend. Cause we all have our families there. And I think we need to respect that. A couple of hacks that I love that I don't think I did uh, up until the last couple of years, when you go to restaurants and you go as a group, Order by your player number. And I used to love that. Like, you know, so if I, my, my son's number 36 and the waitress would come around and said, my bill's for 36 and he's saying his bill's for 36 and that's the bill you get. It, it resolves the fact of that that's one right. parent that says, oh, I'll pay, I'll, I'll collect yeah. the money. And then they're right. like, well, I'm short $300 right, right. somehow. Yeah. And, you know, and it's, it's a very awkward happens. experience. Yeah, we do that all the time. We order by jersey number. And what's great, too, yeah. is because the parents will sit at one table and the kids will sit at another table. So the waitress <laughs> will come over and she'll – it's easy because, okay, I'm number 15. So she'll come yeah. up with a separate tab, number 15. And you're, those two kids over there, they're also jersey number 15. So it'll all be on one tab with your jersey yeah. number. Yeah, it's I love just, that. It's I, easier I, on the waitress, too. And most of the waitresses will love that. Most of the restaurants yeah. are like, that is great. I mean, that, yeah. that, now we have, you know, 18 separate bills, but we're not trying to figure out who's paying yeah. the tip, who's doing this, right. who's doing that. Yeah. And you always want to make sure, you know, that manager can add in a little bit too. And then the, right. the other thing I really like about tournaments is every one of these tournaments probably has an action photographer or somebody doing action right. shots of your kids. Mm -hmm. And they are, some of these people are unbelievable. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. what they can do with the kids and giving them like a real professional looking, action mm -hmm. shot. So one of our managers have always gone ahead and proactively went to that organization and said, if we give you one fee, can we get mm -hmm. every photo from the whole tournament? Mm -hmm. Because each parent is paying mm -hmm. 50, 60, $80. Right. right. And this right. way you pay 25 each. Mm -hmm. And even if you just wanted that one photo, but you have access to every photo from the weekend and that's huge. And I think the, you know, the, whoever's running that uh, organization, uh, the photo sh uh, company, they like it too because they just give you one disc or they give you one, uh, you know, zip USB drive, drive and, yeah. and you have it. And yeah. I think it's uh, – so those little things can save you not only a lot of money but just a hassle of, you know, trying to organize that within your weekend. Um, so yeah, I like those. I, I love those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Christy, did you have something? Sorry. Go ahead. No, and, and yeah. a lot of times they'll approach you as a team. Does your team want to order a, you know, a CD or, or whatever? And they'll yeah. offer a discount. And then you have the one parent who will coordinate that. And then they'll get that to the rest of the parents. They'll, they'll share that. So, yeah, it's yeah, easier and, it and easier, and easier some, right? I mean, it's just so like, okay, everybody easier. Venmo $25 yeah. to me and you're done. And then you go there on Monday and you have enough pictures for, uh, I got mine right That's there. Great. So you, know, you, have your, you have your, you know, you have your opportunity to have your real professional looking photo. Uh, but without the hassle of sitting in a tournament room, looking through these photos and trying to figure it out. But well, those are just little things that can help you with your time when you're in the tournament setting. I'll tell you both something as someone who works in media and does a lot with photography and video, um, you know, 
and, and this speaks to everyone's point. So Mike, you said, you know, how they can get some pretty unbelievable photos. There is a massive talent that goes with getting a good photo in an action environment. Well, one of the side effects of being in media now is everybody has a camera on their phone. So everybody thinks they're a professional photographer or videographer. And uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Phone pictures come, come out really well sometimes, but uh, this is their work, right? So when you, when you come together as a team and ask for a, a digitized set of photos, everybody kind of wins because now you're paying that person for their work and they're getting a larger sum for a group of photos instead of maybe three or four just eight by tens for 50 bucks, which is super overpriced in my opinion, right? So you're actually doing the photographer a favor. You're doing a team a favor and, and the way things are going, you want the digitized photo anyway. <laughs> just because right. you do a lot more with it. The other thing I wanted to mention is that when you're at a fun place, um, like we went to Chicago and we all decided as a team, what are the things that we want our kids to experience? Okay, we want to see the bean. We want to eat deep dish pizza. Right. We want to, you know, go shopping because it's right before Christmas. We want to get some, you know, gifts for our families. So we mapped it out and a parent had organized everything, travel, what time to meet, what restaurants to go to, and what time to go down to the city so that, you know, we could, you know, Right. walk around and see the Christmas lights and the kids took pictures in front of the bean. And it was just the most memorable trip, but it was organized and right. we all had goals of what we wanted to, as a team, what do we want to do as a team? And then parents had time to go off and do their own things with their own kids if they wanted to experience that with just as a family, but it takes a little bit of coordinating planning. You know, that's what I meant about, you know, don't get pigeonholed into thinking you need to go to an actual tournament because you can make tournament weekends and right. cater to say, I want a 7 a.m. game and a 6 p.m. game, or I'm going to be in Boston for the whole weekend. I'll get my four games in, but we want to go see Boston College play BU and, right. and coordinate that because those are real experiences. I know one of the best pictures we've had in a team that we ever took was a tournament in Cape Cod and the kids all on the beach, you know, in their <laughs> hockey equipment, you know, and, and, and it was just a really fun uh, rememberable experience. And I think that's where, uh, you know, knowing how you're selecting your tournament, where you're going, what you're doing, using those parent resources that are mm -hmm. out there to say, Hey, I know somebody that, you know, is an admissions director at Northeastern. Well, let's go take a tour of the school. Right. And when you have 13, 14, 15 year old kids, it's great. They love it. And the parents, I think, appreciate the effort you put into doing that. Well, I'll tell you guys some rounding out thoughts before we get to the next, the next section of this. One is that it sounds like itinerary, itinerary, itinerary. You can't plan these things enough. And the idea is that uh, tournaments really should be an experience, right? The only time I would say that that might, might not uh, apply is if you're in some sort of high-level showcase where the hockey really is the focus. And this happens usually later in high school where Maybe you're trying to get into college or even in college there are showcase tournaments for kids trying to go to the next level, but that's not so much what we're talking about here. It's the experience of being together. I have been on tournaments where there was no planning and we just played hockey and we never saw each other. It was a massive waste of time when you really think about it, the opportunity that was there. Uh, and I've been to tournaments that were completely planned and we were together all the time. And those are the ones I really, really remember. Right. So, and again, Christy was saying it. I, I, I always suggest, um, and this is a two way street. I always suggest to parents and planners, you should ask the players and the kids, what do you want to do in this area? Here are some options. I remember going on trips where the parents had like three museum trips. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, now, what is this? Yeah, nowadays, I love museums. But when I was 14, I didn't want to go to a museum. That's not what I want to do with my time. And um, There's usually a lot of opportunities. Hopefully, if you're going to a tournament, it's a destination of some sort. Right? Lake Placid is the best example. There's, there's no shortage of things that you can do there that are amazing. And that's not the most beautiful town in the world, to be fair. Right? But... Other things too, like are you on a coastal environment? Are you in an environment where there are local attractions? Um, I say this, if you're at a high school level, even a middle school level, if there is a collegiate presence and you can go to a game or something just to get the kids thinking college, um, that's never a bad thing. Or just post high school education uh, or anything like that. What, what, you know, some, some kids want to go to trade schools. Maybe there's something out there like that. You can think ahead like that. Th those really do make an impact especially when you go see a, like a college game, you go see Boston College or Boston U or any of those teams in the bean pot. I mean, that's going to have an effect on your kid. Like, I want to play there, right? It gives them a goal. It gives them a set. So my point is, I remember being really inspired on a lot of these trips and, and feeling like I was part of a team. Um, let's be honest, in the times right now, we need that more than ever, right? Especially from a parental point of view. You know, some of the best advice I ever got, to, I'm, I'm kind of echoing this back to you now, 
But I remember that someone said to me that like, look, your kids need this, but don't underestimate how much, you know, Lee, you need this too as a parent, you know, like when your kids start school or when your kids are playing, like you, you get a little, uh, you know, group together of people that you can speak with because we kind of lose that, at least at my age, you know, I've been working with my head down for 10 years. You know, you, you kind of lose that after a while and it's just work, work, work. You, you got to open up and spread some time. It goes both ways is my point. Um, so, I mean, these are really great tips and, and hacks and stuff. Uh, I love the number at the restaurant. I never would have thought of that. And I don't know why yeah. I didn't do that my whole life, but I do want to transition <laughs> here because uh, there's also the other side of what if you're hosting a tournament? We're all, we're talking about wow. going to tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, what if you're hosting a tournament? Uh, and I, and I don't know who wants to start this, but I mean, it's a cliche question, but what goes into being a good host with, uh, with hockey tournaments? Go ahead, Christy, the hands up. I select delegate, you. delegate, <laughs> delegate, delegate. Don't put it all on your shoulders. Give, set up a committee and have people do certain duties. For example, you got to have a tournament table because there's an opportunity to make some money. Right. Basket raffles, selling food, selling cookies and brownies. There's a, there's a lot of money that can be made in the tournament. Um, so, you know, get a committee together to just concentrate on who's going to put together the basket raffles. We used to have every team that was in the tournament um, come up with a basket raffle, uh, a basket to raffle off, and then we'd have a table set up. Right. And then we would do shifts for food. And some tournament foods that sell really well that are really easy to make and don't cost a lot of money, and everybody makes it. Uh, check with your concession stand, though, to make sure that you're not violating selling food that they're selling because you want to compete yeah, with your concession right. stand. You run like the walk-away right. tacos. They're fantastic. They're so easy to make and huge hit. Uh, pulled pork, chicken riggies, um, simple hot dogs. Right. Stuff yeah, yeah, that'll yeah. just easy to, to make, easy to sell. Christy, you, you can work cookies. with the concession too. I, I want that, That's also an avenue people don't look like. Talk to your concession people. Talk to the people making food. It's like, hey, if we create a table, can we split some revenue here? If they have a brain, they'll consider that. <laughs> yeah, they don't usually. I know, just I know. Say, Here's the food you can't sell. <laughs> right, sure, sure. I don't want to see popcorn. I don't want to see hamburgers. Thanks for your really cooperation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. But it's fun. And, they, and make sure the kids work it with you. Don't just have right. the adults work the work the tables the kids love doing it so when they're not out there skating sign up for shifts and have them sell stuff too right um and sometimes we'll have crafts people in too and they love it and you know people love to roam the craft tables and pick up hockey related gifts and um if anybody sells hockey books yeah uh, I'm available. At, at, we, we all have we all have different ventures in hockey business. You know, I won't say any names, but my, my, my point is is that I'll tell you this as a, and this is this is honestly for the parents out there. As a business owner in the hockey space, if you're going to give me the opportunity to get my product in front of a guaranteed hockey audience, even if it's a giveaway, right? I want that because it's all market share for me and my companies. Now, not every company is going to do that, obviously. But that's, that is a great way to reach out to a company. Hey, we're having this tournament. Could you send us one or two pairs of your product or one or two, pair, one or two items uh, just to showcase it? And we'll make sure it gets in front of the hockey audience. I, I usually don't turn those down, especially when it's just one or two items because I'm, I'm getting market share. I'm getting in front of people. So I'm saying you can make some pretty awesome prize baskets. And look, people want to go to tournaments that are fun, that they feel welcome. They feel that hospitality, as you were saying. So as you said, delegate it. Get the kids involved. Make it right. so people want to yeah. be there. That's how you make the money on these things year on year. I, I want to give a quick shout out, Mike, before I go to you. To um, yeah. you know, I was at an event by the uh, Pecanic Hockey Foundation um, up in uh, Eastern Long Island, and all the kids were involved with selling everything. I was actually kind of shocked. Um, but there's no way you were going to walk into this tournament or this event and not buy something from that brand because, I mean, I, I hate to be good, but they were doing, please, sir. Would you please buy some hockey stuff? I mean, that's what it was like. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Right? If they did the English accent, it would have been even harder. Like, would you please buy my hockey t-shirt? Please? Uh, Mike, turn into you, though, because uh, they, they do a great job. Pecanic's an organization that really does a great job. But, yeah. Mike, turn into you. I mean, uh, you've been to a million tournaments. I don't know if you've hosted any. But what, what do you like to see? What are the things that you think make something like this successful? Yeah, I've hosted a lot of tournaments and a lot of in a lot of big facilities. And uh, I think, number one, that I try to talk to our staff about when we're coordinating a tournament and the people that are doing it 
is go with the old Stu, Leonard, Stu Leonard's adage that the customer is always right. And you have to figure out a way to make sure that the customer, the, the parents that are ravenous for, you know, they're there, they're, they want to win. You know, even if it's a fun tournament, they're trying to find a way to win. So be organized, make sure you have your rules listed, big posters, how the scoring right. takes place, how points are accumulated, uh, you know, making sure, because all every dad in the whole tournament's down the basement, you know, figuring out the, the okay, if we score four goals and they right. score three and this person shows up with a lefty stick, they get into the finals. <laughs> <coughs> and I, I love think, it. We, we, oh, they call it. What? Are, are we in? Are we not? And they have yeah. this whole math. math all these I, options. Listen, when it's I was a like young. It's like a presidential race where, when okay, I, if he wins this state, or he's got to win this state crazy. and this county. is. It's just right. like that. I feel like that. Why yeah, is I feel that like John King. Yeah. Right. I said, okay, right. here we go. So I think that, and that's, that was to me, like I know as a young coach, when I was a, a, a 23, 24 year old coach, uh, you know, I was like, wait a minute, if we win this game, we have to stay and play at six o'clock tonight in Philadelphia. Right. Well, how, what happens if we lose? What time do we get to leave? And it was like oh, one o'clock. Okay. Let's, let's just be close. You know, I think, and I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be aware of like, right. you know, the tournament means much more to the parents than anybody else. Right. Make sure the information's yeah. out right. there. Make sure it's right. in poster form. Make Big sure the rules are. Make sure they're. Yeah. Make sure the rules are standing in front of there where they're no. Right. I can't stress that out. one enough. So give a lot of room. <laughs> I can't stress the big poster enough. Even I remember that as playing. Is you want to and, and make sure you know. Make sure and make sure the rules are very clear. And yeah. and I think don't get yourself in a situation where if you're a tournament director or you're running a tournament that you're leaving your tournament table. You know the the moms and dads that are there volunteering with the ber getting berated about uh, math. And, yeah. you know, who did this and who did that? <laughs> who was illegal? Right. Um, right. And the only other thing I would say, too, on these tournaments, what I love to do and I like seeing more of is less about getting a little medal and, uh, and a trophy and more about, to Lee's point, if you can partner up with all these great hockey companies to give the kids something to leave with. Right. Or right. if you're a player, if you're, like in Norway, we did a program all week where our man of the match, our player of the day, got an award from hoser hockey and it was like okay here's the you're getting an award each day from a hockey company that wants your business sometimes that's a, a much better situation for everyone because again i'm not a trophy for everyone guy mm -hmm. but the kids should leave with something something memorable and it shouldn't yeah. have to be the 85 dollars sweatshirt with the tournament weekend dates on it that they're going to grow out of it in four months it should be something that Right. They can, you, you can leverage hockey companies to now get your business, but give the kids something to leave with that they can remember. Right. We always put together gift bags. I don't know if you did this, Mike, but um, so they get a water bottle with a tournament logo on it. Um, yeah. They would get a couple of little, you know, bags with kind of hockey treats in there or maybe a game puck uh, with a logo on it. Yeah, Something I love memorable that. that they can take home. So uh, every kid in the tournament would always get a bag. So as soon as they go in the locker room, the bags would be set up for each kid with their name on it. I love that. We also had a decoration committee because it's important to you. Like we always put on a Thanksgiving tournament. So we find out every kid's name that was in the tournament. We'd make little hockey turkeys and put them up. And the parents would come yeah. in and look for their kid's name take it off the wall and as a little memento, you know, little things like that. Doesn't make, uh, doesn't, it's not a big deal. It won't cost you anything, just a few dollars for the crafts, but the kids love it. And the parents, you know, think that's really neat that they get a little memento. Also, and they know you, you care. People. And, they know you and, care. and they know you cared about the effort to put in to say, right. we're going to take, we're going to take you away from your family for four yeah. days and away from your communities, but we're going to, we're going to make it feel like it's as festive as you can make it. It's yeah. competitive, no doubt about it. But we're we're all in this. We're all the crazy people that are all here on Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> let's make crazy. let's let's make sure that we're all you know working together to make fit for the best experience for the families. Right. Well, uh, I'll we give you also, both. Go ahead, Christy. I apologize. Oh, um, make sure you have enough people to work the clock, <laughs> right. the penalty box. Um, you know, somebody to watch the locker rooms in case kids are confused. Make sure it's clear what locker room they need to be in, where they need to be, what time their games start. So you need a lot of extra people just to make sure everything's running efficiently. Yeah. And we always had somebody in the lobby just to answer 
out of town questions. Hey, you know, where's your mall? Hey, you know, where can I go to get this? Uh, where's your pro shop? So we always had kind of like the guest services. That's person. a great, that's a great. Yeah. 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 You know, I'll, I'll tell you guys this too. Uh, another one with the, with a local one is officiating. So uh, parents love to yell at refs and I'll tell you this, there's like a three way street, right? One is that, uh, remember these official, the officials are doing a lot of games in a short amount of time. Uh, if you're a rink manager or a parent, try and meet up with the officials before the game, thank them for being there and just say, look, the, the bare minimum, we're just looking, just make, just make the best ability and make the best calls. Just care while you're out there. Right? Like, like I know you're doing a lot of these games, just have the ability to care while you're out there. And we really appreciate that. And parents, again, just remind yourself, these are just most of the time they're kids just working a job. Um, the other thing I want to do is I'll give you guys a tip of my own. Um, something that, that I plan to do with my teams. and I had a team actually do this with me when I was younger is that um, I'm, I'm, I'm with Mike on this. I'm not a trophy for every kid guy, but I am for having your own internal team uh, rewards or awards or some sort of meeting after the tournament. I remember when I was uh, at a tournament one time as a Bantam, um, we had a group kind of get together towards the end and our coach gave out kind of morale awards. So um, I, I, the reason I remember this is because the word I got was like biggest heart on the team. And that really meant something to me at that time in my life. And I it was a complete shock to me, but that's, that still stuck with me that, wow, you know, my effort meant something to this coach and everyone got an award like that. That was something about their character wasn't really a trophy so much as, hey, you displayed the best offensive skill. You were the best defensive skill. You had the biggest heart. You, you know, you worked harder than anybody else. Those were really important. And that made us all feel like a team. And inadvertently, we kind of were able to look around the room and say, wow, that's that person's role almost in a way. Like that's what they do. And they can help me with that. So uh, internal things like that, maybe you don't get a trophy. Maybe you get a little uh, team medal or, or not even a medal, just something that says that, an acknowledgement for your team that you worked hard but, and work this together. Yeah, the helmet stickers have become a big thing. Like just right. that you see the kid, like the football, you see Ohio State, you know right. that, that what, how many games and how many yeah. things that kid did in practice, right. in games, in tournaments. And I think that's, to your point, Lee, it's not an award. It's as so much as acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. And right. other kids saying, wow, this coach thought of me. He pointed out something. And, in this, and the same thing, that's kind of what I was alluding to with the tournaments, you could you could make the craziest awards up, right. you know, for like the the most vocal goaltender, you know, right. whatever. I mean, but yeah. again, we, we gotta remember it all depends on the level of tournament you're in, and right. really what. Sure. And to your point, Lee, if, if I'm at a showcase and mm -hmm. every prep school coach in the country is there, maybe I'm not trying. I'm trying it's not to make different. it fun for everyone. Yeah. But if I'm with a 10U program, right. and I have kids that are still playing with Legos, you know, in the locker room, then I probably want to make a, a a better experience for the whole group. Right. Not that everybody has to be treated equal, but that the whole group gets an experience that was fun, energized, and every single event that you were in, it doesn't take any effort to Christy's point. It's free to say, just before you leave the ice, we just want to say congratulations to number 13. He had the best dance during warm-up. Right. Something. And, yeah. and, and, and all those other things you could do. People oh, yeah. You know what else is fun is our oh, God. No, skills I, 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 tournaments. Yeah. You, you, you do it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love when they do the skills tournaments right, because then every, Oh my gosh, yeah. you got to throw that in a tournament. It's just so much. Well, fun. I'll tell you what, it's fun. It's exciting to watch. And it also builds character. Uh, again, we always talk about on this show life lessons, right? Uh, I remember being the fastest kid on my team growing up. I always was. And I remember we had a skills uh, tournament in one of these tournaments and I was not the, f I didn't win. And I remember <laughs> That put me down a notch, but in a good way, right? Good. Like, man, I got to yeah. keep working. Uh, yeah. And like I said, just to echo Mike, you know, acknowledgement is so important. That coach that I had acknowledged hard work. I, it was to me when he told the whole team, hey, I acknowledge hard work on this team, character, output. You know, like, like he was telling us the things that are important to a team. And that's, that stuck with me for my whole life. And I think about that. So uh, before I close this out, does anybody else have anything else? Or is there any, anything deep down we haven't talked about on this episode that we need to get out before we go? Uh, you guys, can, I well, just, can I do another hockey mom thing here? Please. Yeah, I get please. questions about this all the time. <laughs> Whether they're organizing tournaments, moms are always, and dads too, always stuck about what kind of raffle basket should we put together to sell. Can, right. I, can I make a few suggestions? Because this is based on experience. This is why we have the show. <laughs> so that yeah. No, 
know your audience. So think about it. You're, you're appealing to hockey moms and dads. You know what's huge? You know what's going to get a ton of ticket sales? Wine baskets, beer baskets, Dunkin' <laughs> Donut cards, uh, yep. warm blankets, huge hockey themed blankets, and uh, automotive baskets, big sellers. There you go. So yeah, and a lottery basket. You put a right. bunch of lottery tickets on a tree. Yeah. Oh my gosh, right. you're gonna make so much money, people. Let me tell you. Yeah. You got it. And then and then you always gonna have a <laughs> hockey themed basket for the kids with a bunch of stuff that they can Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, a good one. That's, that's what I remember. And yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna lie to you, the wine basket, beer basket, that sounds pretty good to me now. <laughs> it didn't when I was 14 and couldn't do any of that stuff, but now I think about it. <laughs> Another tip for you, a lot of places will donate items for your basket. Right. If you yeah. give them a little plug, say this basket provided by, you know, such and such wine well, and, company or Anheuser-Busch yeah. brings this basket. They love it. Goes it goes back to knowing your audience. It goes back to knowing your audience, uh, especially if you're a business owner. A lot, of, a lot of hockey parents that are business owners, if you go to a tournament or you're hosting a tournament and your product might make sense, get it out there. It's a way to get yeah. in front of people, all right, and, and a lot of people, a lot of people. Mike, did you have anything else before we get out of this? No, I'm looking forward to all the feedback we're going to get on social media for right. other people giving their ideas so we can steal them as well. So, I mean, I think, I think, I think to me, like you see people all over the world and, and, and the United States, you know, putting on these tournaments and, and it, the ones I go to get better and better and better. And the, the, what they're there, they're, because they're, you know, you got to remember some of these bigger tournaments, they're competing for customers too. Right. And they're trying to make the best experience they can, you know, in the, in the bigger name brand tournaments, maybe not your local youth hockey tournament, but th to Christy's point, just know your audience, know who you're going after, uh, know the people that uh, you're catering to in that weekend. And, you know, I'm, again, I'm looking forward to seeing all the great, uh, the feedback and the hacks that other people have, you know, that I can steal as well. Yeah, this is meant to be an interactive show. Obviously we <laughs> want to hear from you. As Mike said, it's all about the hockey community, not just the three of us. But uh, I do want to say this in closing that I think the overall theme or the message here is that while the hockey at these tournaments is, is important, it is fun, and everybody does love to win, and I'm not taking anything away from winning. The real win on a Thanksgiving or a New Year's or a Christmas or a Hanukkah tournament is the experience. It's the experience with each other, with the team, the bonding, the growing, the learning. Uh, I do remember – being with my teams. I don't remember the tournaments as much as I remember that. So just keep that in the back of your mind, no matter what level you are with this, that the experience is really what is important when it comes to these tournaments. So that's going to do it for episode six of Our Kids Play Hockey. Once again, we want to hear from you. Visit ourkidsplayhockey.com or join our Facebook group, Our Kids Play Hockey. Pretty much it's just always Our Kids Play Hockey. If you search for that, you'll find us somewhere. For Christy Casciano Burns and Mike Benelli, I'm Lee Elias. Thanks so much for watching this episode, and we'll see you next time.